Praise the Lord, this is Sister Pamela Williams, and we realize many of you would like to attend Sunday school, but because of the pandemic, you may not be able to. So with the help of the Lord and technology, now you can click on the link below and listen to our live lessons that were previously recorded at Healing Hearts Christian Ministries. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. May God bless you and keep you and increase your faith. In Jesus' name is my prayer. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your love and your grace, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you for allowing us to see another day. And oh Lord, I just ask you, Lord God, as I humble myself before you, Lord God, my prayer is that your Holy Spirit will take control of my mind, Lord God, and help me to bring out this word. Share the word, Lord God. Share the word and feed our minds, Lord God. And we thank you that your word is a two-edged sword. And as I'm reading your word, your word is ministering to my spirit. It's ministering to and healing my heart, Lord God. And we pray for heart healing for all of those who may listen to this lesson on today. In Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen. On today, we're our thought is the works of God versus the works of men. Once again, the works of God versus the works of men. When you have the works of men, there's just an earthly reward. But when you have the works of God, the benefit is heavenly and earthly. Amen. We're going to start reading in John chapter 6, and I'm going to read verse 24. It says, when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, Rabbi, when camest thou? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Verse 27 is our focus verse. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him has God the Father sealed. We go back to verse to top of verse 27. The Lord says, do not labor or work for the food which will perish. And we are all working hard for our money. If you work at all, if you are self-employed, if you work for an employer, um, you may be an Uber driver, you may work at a restaurant, wherever you work, most of us is putting all in for a paycheck. And that is the reward that we get from working and but Jesus is saying don't labor for the food that perishes because when we get that paycheck yes that paycheck it pays our rent or our mortgage it pays the car note it pays the car insurance uh, it buys the food the groceries for the home it pays the utility bills it pays for life insurance but all of those things that I mentioned are just earthly rewards or things that are essential to live in this life, but even those things will perish. Uh, that paycheck will pay for the shoes, the clothes, the coffee we drink, all of those things, but everything is passing away. See, in verse 34, Jesus, when he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me, he was saying that there is a work that I have to do 
And it is a work that was given to me by my father who is above. And I have to finish that work. And men, when we work, well, the difference between doing the works of God versus the works of men, God's the work that we do for God, it will last for eternity. And that's why the things that Jesus did, the healings, the miracles, all of those things that he did was proof that he was the son, but also now he is in his glorified body because he finished the work that God gave him to do. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 26 and I'll start reading verse 7. Here's an example when Jesus was talking to the woman who had the alabaster box. Matthew 26 and 7 says, There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. And when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Now listen to what Jesus' response is. When Jesus, I'm in verse 10, when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, his disciples, Why are you troubling the woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. For you have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she has poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Truly, verse 13, I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman has done be told for a memorial of her. Hallelujah. When we go back to verse 10, Jesus said, she has worked or wrought a good work upon me. This woman who had that alabaster box who anointed Jesus God ordained for her to be there. That was her assignment. And Jesus himself said it was a good work that she did. And he said, this what she's done is going to be preached and it'll be a memorial for her. And we're talking about it today because she did a good work. This woman's works were the works of God. Let's go back to John chapter six and I'll continue reading in verse 28. Then they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? And that is the question you all that we all should be asking in our prayers. Lord God, what might I do to have godly works? Who can I help Lord God? And we don't want to go and do start thing, doing things of our own just because, because the Lord told us that. We all have our reward and we do things to be seen. But he said, when you pray, go to your secret closet. But when, And when you do alms, you don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, we don't have to broadcast or announce that I'm going to be a blessing or bless someone with food or bless someone with paying or utility bills. Whatever it is, we don't have to go around and broadcast or brag about it. So the people will be looking up to us. We want everything that we do, these godly works that the Lord is calling us to do, to give glory to God. And you're adding rewards to your heavenly account. You have a heavenly bank account that we want to make sure we add to. And so the question was, what might we do 
to work the works of God. I'm in verse 29 now. And Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. And that is number one. Once we have faith and believe on Jesus, he's the one that God sent. But guess what? Jesus is no longer here, but he gave us his word. And the word of God is the lifeline that we need to find out what work it is that he, God, the Father, and Jesus, the Son, will have us to do to bring glory to them. And so he says, believe on him who he has sent. So we believe in the Son. We receive the Son. Now receive his word and study the word. And look what he says in verse 30. They said, therefore, to him, what sign showest thou then that we may see it and believe you? What do doest thou work? And they were looking for a natural sign. And Jesus was giving them signs all around. And he was he. That's why he said, believe in the one who you see. And we have God's word right before us. We have the Bible app on our phone. Some of us carry the Bible every day. Some of us have the Bible on our nightstand right beside our bed. Some of us have the Bible in our bathrooms, but we won't pick it up and read it. We have to read the word of God to find out the works that he will have us to do so we can do it. And listen to what he says then. He says, verse 31, now this is their response to Jesus. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven. Listen to Jesus' response. And once again, we're in John chapter 6, verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Jesus is the true bread. And now that Jesus has ascended up on high, he gave us his word, which is words of life. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by Jesus. Or no one can understand the works that the Father is calling them to do except you get in the Word and spend time with Jesus. And look at what he says. He says in verse 33, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And so we understand that Jesus is the manifested person who came down from heaven as the word was planted into the body of Mary and he developed in her womb and he was brought forth. The Bible says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. But he came down from heaven as the word to give life to the world. Remember, Jesus said, I am the life. John the Baptist, his testimony was said he was that light. He's the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Let's go back all over to Matthew 4 and 4. When Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, Jesus responded to the devil because the devil knew that Jesus was the son of God and Jesus knew that he was the son of God. But Jesus didn't toy around with the devil. Jesus knew who he was and he knew why he came and he knew that he had to complete or fulfill the work of the father. 
I'm in Matthew now, chapter 4, verse 4. But let me go back up to verse 3. It says, And when the tempter, that's the devil, came to Jesus, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Listen to Jesus' response. But he answered and said, It is written. Once again, it is written. We have the written living word. These are love letters from God to us so that we can know how to survive spiritually, physically, mentally in this natural world that we live in. He says, it is written, man, that's you and me, shall not live. That's the commandment, shall not live by bread alone. You cannot just eat and sleep and rise up and work and then eat natural food, cook a meal, and then go to bed. We have to have the word of God to survive. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, what? That proceeds or comes out of the mouth of God. That is the only way we can live and survive. God's word will teach us once we get his word in our hearts and our spirit. Not only does it renew our mind, Jesus said, if you abide in me and let my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it should be done unto you. And so when we read God's word and study God's word and meditate on God's word, the spirit will take over and take control and have us doing godly works. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God. And then let's go back over to John chapter six. Father, I thank you. I thank you. When I think about how God loved us and gave us his son and then gave us his word, because Jesus died more than 2000 years ago, but he left his word and then he gave us his spirit, the Holy Ghost, to lead and guide us and to instruct us so that we can know what to do. And yet we neglect the word, which is actually what we need to survive. Thank you, Lord God. Let's go over. I, I think I'm in um, John chapter six. The last verse I read was 33. Let's read verse 34. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. So once Jesus bared witness that he was the bread of God that came down from heaven to give life unto the world. Don't you want to live, saints? I want to live and I want to live so God can use me. That's the song. Anywhere, Lord, anyhow. And so Jesus response the the the, 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 the people that were there. They said, Lord, give us this bread. So they heard him, they saw him, and they believed. And now their petition is, Lord, give us this bread. So once you realize you don't have the bread or you haven't spent time in the bread to receive the bread, to digest the bread, which is the word of God, which is the word of life for your spirit, you can ask God to give you the bread. Remember Jesus told the woman at the well, he said that if you would have asked me for water, I would have given you water and you never would have thirsted again. And that's where we want. We don't want to. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 6.33 says, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness. It may be Matthew 6.13. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. And if we're running on empty, we can come back to the word so we can get filled. Verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And so 
Let's go to God. Let's go to our rock. Let's go to Jesus. He's waiting on us to come to him so that we can get filled and satisfied. And listen what he says in verse 36. But I say unto you that you also have seen me and yet you really don't believe. So we've heard the word, but if we really believe the word of life and believe that the word of God can satisfy our soul, then we would spend more time in the word and less time with things that really cannot benefit us like the word can. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 35, 37. All that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. And so as we believe on the Son, because remember the Bible says, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto thee. And so Jesus was lifted up. He was crucified on the cross. When we heard the good news of the gospel, that word, you know that Jesus died on the cross for your sin. You already know that. You believe that. So he's saying that if you believe that I died for you, then come to me because you believe because God gave you the hearing ear to believe. That's the only way we can believe because God gave us a hearing ear to hear about the word, the good news of the gospel so that we can be saved. So Jesus said, now that you heard, now that you believe that I've died on the cross for your sin, now that you believe that nothing can wash away your sins, but the, my blood, the blood that I offered as a sacrifice, I want you to come to me so that you can grow, so that you can live, so that you can have fruit, so that you may obtain or achieve a reward in heaven that no man on earth can take from you. Verse 39, and this is the father's will, which has sent me that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but shall raise it up again at the last day. Hallelujah. And verse 40 says, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone that seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Hallelujah. That is the reward or the goal, saints, is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to obey his, get his word in our hearts, hide it in our hearts, so that we do not sin against him, that we may have life everlasting. Jesus said, I will raise him up at the last day. And so the Lord help us to come to him for all of the right reasons. Remember, let's go back over to verse 26. I'm in John 6, 26. Jesus said to them, you look for me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. And some of us, we want healing, but we don't want to obey. And so we, we want Jesus to feed us and fill us for all the wrong reasons. But when you come to him with a humble heart for the right reasons, not only will you be filled, you will be satisfied and God will get the glory, but then you will want more of Jesus and you'll want less of the world. And that is our goal. So I'm asking the Lord to help us to come to him for the right reasons. We don't want to eat spiritual food and then walk away and then brag so the men can look at us or so men can praise us. We want God to get the glory. And we want, remember, there's a heavenly reward. There's a, a reward that the Father and his Son promised to give to us that it's eternal life. 
It is a life full of happiness and joy. It's a life where there's no more sorrow, no more pain, no more friction, no more the enemy, no more wrestling with the, the thoughts in our minds, with the enemy fighting us about the past and the guilt and the shame of the past and the sin and the wrong that we've done. All of those things will be washed and wiped away. No more tears, no more death, saints, no more murders. All the things that we're experiencing in this world, all of that will be over with after a while. So we have to keep reading the word, keep fasting, keep praying, keep believing in the word, keep seeking the Lord while he may be found. Keep calling upon him because he is near. I thank you, Lord God, even for your presence, Lord God. So Jesus, once again, he is the true bread. He is the bread. When we eat of Jesus, the word of God, we will be transformed or changed. And God's word is the only thing that can reverse the situation or reverse the doom or, and reverse the direction that the enemy has been trying to lead us down an unrighteous pathway. That's why Jesus said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. We want the Lord to lead us. We don't want to follow the enemy. We don't want to be led of our own selves. We need the Lord and his spirit to lead us down that righteous pathway. And that's why King David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil. I'm not going to fear evil. Why? Because I know the Lord is with me. I know the Lord is protecting me. The Lord is my shield. The Lord will fight the battles for me. And I'm trusting and believing in him. Hallelujah. Let's go over to John chapter 4. And we're going to start reading in verse 31. John 4 verse 31. 431. This is Jesus had an encounter with the woman at the well. And after he spoke to the woman at the well, she leaves her water pot, but her, his disciples come to him. I'm in John chapter 4, verse 31. It says, In the meantime, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. And listen what Jesus said. But he, Jesus said unto them, I have meat or food or work to do, godly work to do. He said, meat to eat that you know not of. And Jesus is saying, I have another assignment that I'm about to go to that the Father has given to me so that I can help someone else. If we can only listen to the voice of the Lord and obey his word, you would see more greater works than even what was done in the beginning when they were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Jesus is the one that says, greater works can you do? He told his disciples that. But the reason that we're not seeing the greater works because we're not spending that quality time in the word. We're not spending that time communing with the Father and with the Son to get the mind of God, to get the assignment of God. And that assignment is going to be a blessing. When you receive that assignment and you get up and do what God has told you to do, then you're going to reap blessings. And the person that you're assigned to help, they're going to be blessed as well. And the power of God will be seen and manifested. If we have time, we're going to go over to Philip and the eunuch. If we have time, if Lord allow, time permits. But listen, once again, Jesus said, but he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Now listen to what his disciples says. Verse 33, therefore said the disciples one to another, has any man brought him anything to eat? 
So they was thinking naturally. Jesus wasn't talking about the natural food. He understood that the natural body needs to eat, but he understood there's the work of uh, works of God that needs to be done. There's so much work to to do. Remember, Jesus is the one that says the harvest is ripe, but the laborers, those that are working in the vineyard are few. And Jesus is the one that says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the vineyard. Who are the laborers? The laborers are us. We are the laborers. We are the ones that have been equipped with the whole armor of God. But once you get that armor, because even a soldier, we are soldiers for Jesus Christ. But once you get that armor, before you put it on, you have to learn how to use the armor so that it can benefit or even save your life. The Bible says to put on the helmet of salvation. He talks about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have that sword like Jesus had to fight off the dark, fiery darts of that wicked one. Oh, yes, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. Let's go back to verse 34. Jesus said unto them, my meat or my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. We read that already, but once again, the, the labor or the work that Jesus knew that he came here to do, it was so critical to him. And he made up in his mind that he had to be so, he was so focused on doing the will of God that he, he did not allow anything to distract him. And our mind should be made up to do the same thing. Look at what he said in verse 35. Say not ye that there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are they are white already to harvest. We the fields represent the world. If we look out into the world, there are people who are dying, there are people who are lost, there are people who are homeless, and they need to hear the gospel, the good news. To be saved. When you plant a seed into anyone and the seed is the word of God. Sometimes people just need a word. Did you know God loves you? God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Do you know that you don't have to stay in the sin? God loves you so much that he allowed you to live today so that you can hear about him and believe his word and come to him so he can deliver you from the sin that you're in so he can wash your conscious mind from the guilt that you've, of the things that you've done wrong to people to help you to heal your heart for all the wrong that people have done to you. These are the things that people need to hear about God's love for them so that they can receive it and be saved. And he said that, he said, listen to what he says, both he, I'm in verse 36, that souls and he that reapeth may rejoice together and then he goes on to say it's a true saying one will sow and another will reap and then he said I said he's talked to his disciples I sent you to reap whereon you didn't do no work there's somebody else did God's work and now we are reaping those seeds that was sown those words the word of God that was put in me now I want to share with the word 
I want to share with you. I want to share with my children so that they don't be lost, so that they are found, so that they'll make the right decisions, so they'll make the right choices and start serving God and loving God with all of their heart, their mind, their soul, and their strength. And we all are works in progress. I'm still, God is working on me. I don't want to sin against the Lord. I want to do which is right. I want to be walking in love at all times. I want to serve my husband. I want to serve my children. And I want to do it in love so that God can be pleased because there's a heavenly reward that I'm looking for. I don't want to be left out here. I want the Lord to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's go on. I'm going to go ahead and read. Thank you, Lord God. Read um, Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, starting with verse 16. Thank you, Lord God. Matthew 19, verse 16. Let's read. He says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And listen to what... um, the young man's response to Jesus. And he said unto him, which commandment? And Jesus said, thou shall do no murder. Thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. And verse 20, and the young man said unto Jesus, all these things have I kept from my youth up. Now listen to the young man's response to Jesus. What do I lack? So he patted his own self on the back. In his mind, he was all good. He was all good because he did no adultery. He didn't steal. He didn't bear false witness. And he honored his mother and his father. And he loved his neighbors himself. And so his response to Jesus, I've done all these things I've kept, so I'm good. But listen to what Jesus said. Jesus says unto him, I'm in verse 21, if you want to be perfect, or in other words, if you want to be complete, go and sell all that stuff that you have and give it to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven. And listen to what he says and come and follow me. Now, Jesus is not telling all of us. He's not telling me to go and sell what I have, but he's saying you have what he's saying to this young man is that you did all of these things that are natural, but you don't have any heavenly works. You don't have any works stored up in heaven. You don't have any good works for your heavenly bank account. You don't have any works of God. All of these things that you did, you did for yourself. Now, Jesus is saying to him, go give away all that stuff that you've invested time in, all that stuff. That's going to perish. All that stuff that you worked hard for. That man has been ministering to himself and satisfying his earthly needs all his life. And now he's saying, because I've blessed you with much. Now I want you to take what you have and give it to the poor. And listen to what he says. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. See. Once again, our thought for today is God's, the works of God versus the works of men. We all have plenty of things on this earth to show the works of men. 
You have, if you get a paycheck and you've worked and you have something to show for your works, you have a place to live, your house may be decked with beautiful furnishings. You may have a nice car that you keep clean. You may have nice rims on your car. You may have good, nice, beautiful jewelry that you wear. You may keep your hair done. That's all showing the works of men. You're laboring for things in the natural. But we want to make sure we have treasure in heaven. We have to have godly works stored up in our heavenly bank account. Let's go back to verse 21. He says, go sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you, he's talking to this young man. I'm not telling you to go sell what you have, but whatever God is telling you to do, to do have godly works, we want to make sure we do that. He says, if you want to be complete, if you want to be satisfied, if you want to be filled, remember, Jesus said, he is the meat, he is the bread. When we study the word of God, God's spirit will get will instruct us and tell us certain things to do. My work that God has given to me is different from the work that he's given to you to do. But he said to have treasure in heaven and come follow me. See, the young man was not following the Lord. Verse 22 says, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And the young man had all this earthly stuff that was going to pass away but Jesus just gave him instructions so that he could have eternal life, so that he could have rewards in his heavenly bank account that was never going to pass away. Remember, the things that Jesus had, the things to give to us, the rewards that we have that Jesus has promised to us, if we only obey and follow his instructions, we must have the works of God. The works of God are heavenly. The works of God will give you a heavenly reward and a earthly reward so that God can get the glory. Verse 23, and then Jesus said unto his disciples, truly, I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. In other words, it's going to be difficult for those who have a lot of earthly possessions to let go of those possessions, to get their mind off of those possessions to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, he said, whosoever come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And a lot of times we don't want to let go of the earthly things, but it's the earthly things that's really keeping us or shall I say, distracting us from the will and works of God. We want to make sure that we are in the will, following the will, obeying the word and the will of God. So that we can be complete, saints. One last scripture we'll go over to Luke chapter 12. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, dear God. Verse 13. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And Jesus said unto them, Take heed or be careful. Beware of covetousness or greed, for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And Jesus spake a parable, I'm in verse 16, and Jesus spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said this, This will I do, I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, 
Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But listen what the Lord says, verse 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night your soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? And then verse 21 says, So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Our final words, may you not lay up treasure for yourself, but lay up treasure in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal. Because the Lord says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Whatever you're spending time in, whatever you love the most, that's where you'll be devoted to. That's where you'll be committed to. And the Lord wants us to be devoted to him, be committed. Let's spend the rest of our time on this earth doing the will of God, searching his word to find out what it is he's called us to do so that we can help someone along the way, so that we can be complete, so that we can be full, so that we can be satisfied in our soul. Remember what he said. So is he that layeth up treasure. He's saying it is the foolish that will lay up treasure for himself and not be rich towards God. Father, we thank you, Lord God. And in the name of Jesus, for your love and your grace, God, Lord, we ask you to, as we humble ourselves before you, Lord God, to open our eyes, God, open our, our, our hearts, God, give us eyes to see and understand your word, Lord God. You said, he that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is speaking through your word, God, your word is speaking to us, God. I pray that we have, we use wisdom, God. And Lord, that we're not foolish, God, that we're not storing up for ourselves because you, you, you said in the book of Job, we brought nothing into this world and it is for certain we can take nothing out. And Lord, we understand as we're getting older, Lord God, time is winding up, Lord God, and we want to have treasures laid up in heaven, Lord God. We want to have treasures in our heavenly bank account, Lord God. We want to have the works of God that will last forever. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God. Please help us to hide your word in our hearts. We do not want to sin against thee. We want to be obedient, Lord God. And we want to be willing, Lord God, to do the things you've called us to do. We must work while it's day, saints, because night is coming when no man can work. In Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen. God bless you all.